You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside my padre, the patriarch himself, and James, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you use DraftKings Sportsbook and also Raycon. We appreciate them for being the sponsors of our episode, this pod, and all of THPN. And also, if you hear anything that you like today, please consider leaving us a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. That helps us a lot in growing. Tonight, guys, or I guess this afternoon, we are recording this at 9.12 in the evening because of craziness of my schedule with my day job, being a band director and everything. But the Dallas Stars do lose in overtime again, 3-2, to two, to the Vegas Golden Knights, they are now down two to nothing in this series. Lots of conflicting thoughts in my head, gentlemen. What are your initial thoughts before we take a deep dive into this game? Um, I'm incredibly disappointed at the outcome of the game. It's a very tough game to look at as a fan and be like, like the game was fine. There was refing stuff that was annoying i mean we had regular season games like that too and just to let it slip through our fingers at the last possible second with two very poor plays or poor decisions rather on the second one but it just very disappointing for the loss i've had a a little bit of time i know i'm I'm interested in yours ryan because you just uh you just finished watching it, and I know your emotions are probably higher than mine. Um, yeah, J- good summary, J- James. I I felt like I felt good the whole game. We we controlled it. I felt good about the game. I thought we were doing pretty good. Odd things like first line not playing in the first period. It's kind of weird, uh, but they figured it out, and uh, and then the rest of the game went went well. And then we just boom, blew it right at the end. So I was like, who did that? Oh. Great, it was Suter. I was gonna praise him. He played so well earlier in the game, and he had a point. He had a two point night. He had a two point night. I mean, he played. He played great and made the big, maybe the biggest mistake of the season. Right, and, and okay, so and let so this is what I'm getting into is all of the conflicting feelings for me right now. Okay, so I was at my high school band concert and I was literally pulling out my phone when I wasn't supposed to during some of the songs and checking the score as I went. I didn't care. I actually went back and watched the game after I knew the final score. And let me tell you, that really kind of puts it kind of weird when you know the final score of the game and you go back and watch the game because you notice a little bit more of the little details. And there's one specific thing in, in particular I'll talk about later that I was really frustrated about. But since you kind of already brought it up, let's go st- go straight into Suter. Because 
I, he has been so good in the playoffs. And I'm, he, he has been the Stars' second best defenseman. He's been better than Lindell. He's been better than Hockenpah. And then he turns around and he has one game where it's just, and it wasn't even one, like a full game. It wasn't a game. It, it was, was one it was, play. It was, it was one play. Well, he made one mistake really at the end of the game. And that's all it, that's all it took. That's all it takes. That's all it ever takes. There was a couple of mistakes sometimes, especially when you're a playing in like Vegas. There was a couple of turnovers in the third period. He did not have a good third period, I think, but overall in the game, he's the thing is, is you can't get onto him considering he's being thrown into a situation that he probably shouldn't be playing at at his age. I'm sorry. I'm taking, but, I'm taking Chris's side on this one. That's inexcusable. Um, okay. Why do you think it's inexcusable? You know, you know Chris, Chris, uh, Chris summed it up on our, our, our group chat. And uh, he said, that's inexcusable. You can't, you can't make that mistake in that game. You, you played a whole 58 minutes of excellent play there were little things, of course, but as a team, 58 minutes and one thing blows it up. Even then, I still thought we were going to come out and win this one. I thought we were going to break the overtime curse. No, we're not. We didn't. And and we got the even James commented on this as we were watching it. We even got the bounce early in overtime. We got the bounce off the off the inboards. It came out the right side. Great okay. save oh, by right Hill. Yeah. Great save by Hill. We couldn't get it past him. They come right back, boom, gone. So tough, tough last four minutes of game time. <laughs> so it, so here's the other conflicting thing about this is I want to get into the two to nothing series lead that Vegas has over the Dallas Stars right now. So here's my argument. My argument is Vegas played better in game one. Dallas was by far the better team in game two. Yep. But it's the same outcome. It doesn't matter how you play in a game, those are stupid little, you know, things to be proud about, but it, it doesn't matter. It, what it matters is what's the final score at the end of the game. It matters and, for game three. It does it, matter for game three, but you're right. In, in, it, it's, in the it, when you shirt, look, we're down two to nothing. Right. And that's the thing is that you, as a road team, the road teams have been really good in the playoffs this year. I really felt like, especially in game one, if the stars had a chance to win this series that they needed to get that first game. And I was like, okay, well they really need to split it in Vegas because I'm not so sure about the stars chances of winning both the games at home. Now, could it happen? Absolutely. It definitely could. But the other thing is when uh, getting back into my uh, thing about the conflicting results with the two to nothing series lead for Vegas, Dallas could be up to nothing in this series right now. It's not like it's, uh, I mean, it's two overtimes, and Dallas did not deserve to go to overtime in game one. Ottinger kept them in, in the game, in my opinion, at points. And tonight, the Stars' defense, for the, like as a whole overall team, from forwards back all the way to Ottinger, was very good. And here's the word that I'm, that I'm leaving myself with from this game, is Vegas was very opportunistic. Dallas was not. And the, here's where I'm gonna I'm gonna flip her a little bit from the two to nothing series lead here. You have to leave yourself some breathing room for a stupid little mistake like that. And I'm sorry, two goals is not gonna be good enough to win in the playoffs. And it's especially against Vegas. This is not like playing against Minnesota or playing against Chicago, where you're down five one and you can come back and win the game six to five. It's not the same. This is way deeper in the playoffs. Teams are 100 percent you know, in their game, you have to score more than two goals. 
So as good as a game as the Dallas Stars played, there are things that you could nitpick at. But I don't feel like nitpicking at that specific thing is honestly a nitpick. It's not. They got to score more than two goals. Sorry, I that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> Sorry. Bar the refs giving the Golden Knights a five on three, this game's 2-0 going into the final four minutes of the game. Good point. That's what it is. I mean, they called two very ticky-tacky calls. In I early, Okay, they, they're still ticky-tacky for what the rest of the game was, and you can agree on that. Ticky-tacky calls very early in the first. And Both on sides, the same play. Argue. And then they gave us the slashing back, yes. On hands, yeah. The ticky tacky one back, right? And then, and then they gave us. I, I don't remember what the second one was. I, oh, it was the tripping on Hayskinen. It was the tripping on Hayskinen. It was. It's the same. I I took that as the same trip as Eichel. Okay, whatever. And then the next penalty they, they call is that cross check interference boarding on Miller. Like you have to call that. The puck isn't even there. But then the entire third period, we're getting hit away from the puck, knocked down. We're getting hooked and tripped to the ice. I mean, th- that that period, we we still dominated that period. And we got nothing from it. Absolutely nothing. And the Stars still should have won, I think, regardless of the refs. But the refs kept the Golden Knights in this game. Honestly, they did. They, I- they gave them the five on three, which was their only goal until the last two minutes of the game. Last two minutes. I'm uh, I'm you sorry. Still, you, still, you still can't make that mistake. You still can't. And that's still your fault. That's still totally on you because you made the second mistake too. You made dumb change in overtime. Still totally your fault. But that that's why the game was so disappointing to me. Because the third period we played so good. And there's and the Golden Knights are having to take these penalties on us to keep us from scoring again. And we're just we're, we're not we're not getting the calls. And then you make you make a mistake in the last second, boom, game gone. That's I, that's why it's disappointing to me. Okay, so all right, I, I like the way you explained it there at the end. It's, it almost sounded like you were blaming the rest, but you were just more frustrated with the the way that it was called. But I mean, when you look at the calls, James, both of the calls when we went down five on three were, I mean, the, I thought they were obvious. The, they might the have first, been ticky tacky, but I one, thought they were obvious. The first one never gets called. DeBoer said it. The desk said it. The announcers even called out calls in the third that weren't getting called against the Golden Knights. I mean, that when you have the neutral the neutral parties calling out only one team over and over and over again, dude, come on. Come on. I don't know. It, it, here, here's, here's my thing, and I, I, I feel like you're right. I feel like you're right. The, the, I, I, I kind of wish that they hadn't gotten a full five on three for two minutes. But the thing is, is you, you got to go with what they did. They called it. Okay. No, I you, totally agree. I totally you, agree. You, you have to take care of business. You have to take care of business. And that was the only thing that Vegas had all game. That was the only power play they had all game. And w- what did I say? They were opportunistic. They had one power play. Yes. It's a five on three, but you should score on a five on three. I think it was Zuboff said something like, if you have, if you have more than 70 seconds on a five on three, you should score on that five on three. So yes, the the refs were maybe made it a call that weren't, it wasn't in the stars favor, 
but you you still can't look at that and say that the stars shouldn't have taken those penalties. I I honestly thought they were easy calls to make. They they again they might have been ticky tacky, dude. But at the all, end of the day, at saying... the end of the day, here here's my thing. Here here's my thing. Okay, as a band director, all right. If I go up and I'm mostly a woodwind player, so I teach a certain set of instruments. And then there's another teacher that that teaches another sort of so, so like certain instruments. All right. So let, if I say, okay, well, the trumpets really sucked it up at my UIL contest and they weren't very good. Is that on me or is that on the person that that is in charge of the trumpets? Ultimately, it's not on the person who teaches the trumpets because I'm the one who leads the band as a full. That's my job. And you can't blame it on somebody else and shift blame to something else. I, I, I understand that the refs yeah. are like, we're, we're a problem, but you still have to take advantage of the opportunities that you have. And the stars didn't, and they didn't take care of the business when they really needed to. It was at the yes. end of the third period at, at on that five on three. And then they just can, they cannot figure out their demons in overtime. We'll talk about that in a second. Sorry, James. As a hockey fan, I'm up and screaming at the TV because Marchment's getting hit in the head as with a drive-by and there's no call. And Robo gets smacked up high. Now, it wasn't as bad as it looked real time and live, but he still got hit up high in the shoulders it, and a minimum interference. Things that just five times worse than what they called in the, in the, uh, in the first period and gave a five on three. No, yeah. that's not... That's not okay. That's bad no. refereeing. And, we should take take responsibility. We made it the two mistakes. We lost. Yes. But we wouldn't have had a chance to lose if that if they'd have been called evenly in this game. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest problem I think I have with the whole thing, they gave two minutes of five on three. Like you're not, not gonna score on that. But also the the second penalty, I think the second penalty was called because he didn't know the first one was gonna get called. I mean, I genuinely I don't think Wes McCauley saw the other ref with his hand up and then saw the trip and was like, oh, that's a penalty. Which, yes, that one was a penalty. But it I, I think he's just continuing the play, and you're not gonna call back one of them because you put up your hand at a different time. You have to call both of them now. Like, no, no chance that there's going to be another time in the playoffs where a team is going to get a full two minutes of five on three that's just not going to happen that doesn't happen it doesn't never and even on one of our power plays there was a an obvious hook and interference on the blue line and they're they're not going to call them because we're on the power play they're not going to give us five on three it's the playoffs that's how it works and that that's that that's why i think i'm just so upset at how the game was called because we can move on because it, it yeah we're, we're gonna just keep right talking back and forth. like yeah. even even like like when you call playoff refing playoff refing never gives gives them that never gives them that and that's why we didn't get it in the third and that's that is why it's so frustrating that is a very good too, point Jeff. i guess is the point it was unlucky also yes that and then we get unlucky it bounced off and or lindell skate right to the dude it's we had our chances with bounces too, so you know you can't. I agree with we, you. We've it's had good. our chances. We we've had our chances. Hey guys, this is Ryan here. Let's face it: with coffee starting at five dollars, yes, even without any customizations, 
and our bank account somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. Most products do the same thing, but are priced differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate, or a dupe, is crucial for getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on is Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, and without breaking the bank. If you were to lose your Raycon earbuds, they're not as expensive as some other earbuds out there that I'm not going to name. So you don't have to feel bad about them as much when you do lose them. So they are on the cheaper side, and they're also great, great quality. Raycon's mission, however, is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there, and you know who I'm talking about. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy-now, pay-later options, and right now, you can pay as low as $18 at checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat-fee international shipping as well. And here's the best thing. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews. That's how you know you're getting a really good quality product. Some of the other features on these earbuds are just absolutely incredible. I love the noise isolation because with three kids, sometimes it's just nice to escape the world for just a second and not worry about anything else that is going on. Although my wife would probably say that's not a good thing. But anyways, the other thing that I really like about these is they have custom gel tips as well. And with my ears, how they are, I have very small, tiny, itty-bitty, like, elf ears. So it's very hard for me to find, like, gel tips that actually fit well, but these do, and it's fantastic. I love it. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com dot com slash thpn light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook right now new customers can make a five dollar bet and score 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly i'm going to be paying close attention to the lines and odds on the DraftKings sportsbook app for the seattle kraken and the dallas stars series obviously but i'm also looking forward to the carolina hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils series as well. Canes is kind of like my second team, I'll, I'll be honest. I like them a lot. But anyways, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800 327 5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for offer details. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Okay, let's, let's, so yeah. let, 
What is there What's something that? you want to talk about? Yeah, let, uh, let's talk yeah. about. Yeah, I, I'm jumping from topic to topic here. Sorry. No worries. Let's let, let's talk about the stars' inability to win in overtime because this is it, this doesn't just go back to the season. This goes to the playoffs. They're now 0-4 in the playoffs. They've lost four straight games in overtime in the playoffs. Is it an, is it officially an overtime curse yet? Yes. No, it, it was a, it was an overtime curse at the end of the regular season, but we were kind of hoping that, you know, with three-on-three three being done with and shootout being done with, that this was going to be a thing of the past. But it's it hasn't been. And, I mean, what – I mean, help me out here because I don't honestly have an answer. What on earth do the Dallas Stars need to do in order to win a game in overtime? You, you, what do they need you, to do? You need Score a hero. that shot that bounced to the front of the net. Yeah, you, you need a hero. That's what you need. That's 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 what overtime winners are. I mean, you see Kachuk on the other side of the league. He scored two overtime winners back to back. That dude is doing heroic stuff for his team right now. He's dragging his team along. He drugged them along through the Boston series. He he's doing it when it matters the most, and that that's where where you're getting getting all this stuff. I mean, we need someone to score when it matters the most. I mean, it, that can be that can be Johnson, that can be Ben, that can be Sagan, that can be Pavelski. Wow. Literally, we we have so many people on this team that who can do it and who should do it that just aren't. There's just not. It's not. It's not happening. None of them. It feels like no one's stepping up when you need to. Ardell being a freaking yes. Captain Obvious over here. I appreciate it, Ardell. <laughs> if for those of you that are listening on the podcast side, he he put a comment that says, "Score a goal, Ryan." Okay, duh. Obviously, but like, like it, it feels like that they they get chances in it. It's like the hockey gods are against them in overtime. They've been the hockey gods have been with the stars through the playoffs. They've gotten their bounces in the regulation and stuff like that. And maybe his other comment that he puts is is the correct answer here. So avoid overtime, win in regulation. That seems to be the, the easiest thing to do right now. Yeah. So, Don't even know, let Carolina the curse come needs, come front. Carolina needs the same advice, right? <laughs> yep. Exactly. Same, same thing. Carolina has their own curse going on over there, man. Well, okay. Their, so their conference curse is ridiculous. All right. So let's let's take a look at both of these series and figure out what the heck's going on with both of these series. Because the Stars and the Canes are both down two to nothing in their respective series. All four games, which is crazy, have gone to overtime, other than the first game for Carolina and, and Florida, which I watched the entire thing, believe it or not. I was exhausted by the end of it. That was but, an uh, awesome game. That was it was so always cool. amazing. It was absolutely amazing and it was so much fun to watch. Uh, it's like the sixth longest game in NHL history, I think, at this point. But yep. anyways, it, the other three games have been in the first overtime within like the first 10 minutes, I think. Maybe even less. First six minutes. I really think that the stars need to figure out a way to get an extra gear going. They need to get a fifth gear or a sixth gear going in the overtime period. And maybe that's the solution to winning in overtime. But I, I mean, I think Ardell's solution is just avoid overtime. I, I think that's the best solution. You just got to finish it. Yeah. And they didn't do it tonight. They had an opportunity to do it tonight and they didn't. So that's, that's the even tougher part about tonight. Cause we, we, I mean, the other three overtimes were kind of off of unlucky bounces or, and like, I was kind of like, okay, 
whatever. It's it's a little bit unlucky for the especially the first two bounces that we lost. But 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 tonight we we had the bounce. I mean, we we got the luck there. We got the luck. Johnston crashed the net and sh- shot wasn't good enough. I mean, that that's all it is. You have to have a better shot. So uh, there's one thing in particular that I really didn't like tonight. And these two players in particular, I really did not like how they played tonight. And that's the uh, the tandem of Harley and Hanley. You I like watching Harley and Hanley sit in the penalty box together. It was so cute. <laughs> well, it yeah, there was the hat, but I wasn't even thinking about that particularly. They just had a rough game overall. They really did. They, and they and thankfully, and they weren't it, protected. Yeah, but the the thing is, is that it, it's not fair. It's not fair for me to expect this at this point. But I think people are are disregarding how much Hawk and Paw really means to this team because I know that he didn't play the last two games of the Seattle series, and or, or he he played game he played game didn't play game five and game seven. Those are the two games they won. But I really think that they they just a lot of fans, especially, disregard how much he does for this team. Because the reason why Miro is averaging like 28 and a half minutes a night is one, because he's freaking amazing. But two, it's because Hawk and Paw has been out, and you and DeBoer is looking at the bench like, well, what am I supposed to do? Suter is 38 years old. He's already playing 24 minutes tonight. I think he ended with 24 and a half tonight. Uh, Lindell has been kind of inconsistent this playoff series. Harley is a rookie and he's, he's yes, he's playing well, but he's still a rookie. (laughs) And then Hanley is just, he's, he's a number seven defenseman. So it's not fair to me for me to expect this, but Thomas Harley has got to step up even more. And if he's got to be a step faster in in order for this, You're, you're eight games away from the Stanley cup. Do it. Just, yeah. just do it. We I need him. And he is the absolute. And, and, and some of this also though, that those two guys, despite the penalties, like James said, that were called on the same play, probably inadvertently from that perspective. But those two guys are not the reason we lost this game. <laughs> no, they're not, but it's just something frustrating. I saw. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I, I, they, didn't, they didn't play as well, yeah. but I, I think you're pointing at the wrong person, Ryan. I think we should be pointing at Miller right now. Miller played the entire season with us, and he was scratched for half of the first two series. He, he I didn't he, think Miller played that. Be better, but, but he only plays 15 and a half minutes tonight. He should be better, and he is better, and he's shown us that he's better, and he has been awful in the playoffs, honestly. Did you, did the reason why... I don't think he... I don't think he plays – I think he plays worse than Harley does, and that's – he should not be playing worse than Harley. He played I, I, I just didn't – I didn't notice him except maybe once or twice tonight, so I didn't think that he was he was really out of sorts very much tonight anyway. So I, I don't see Miller as a second-pairing guy. And I, I don't to, to your point – Harley it, isn't either. The, okay, my, but Harley – Between the two is that one – has multiple NHL seasons under his belt and should and play fair. like at like bare minimum like a, a fifth slotted defenseman and 
uh, and we couldn't even ask him to do that in the first two series. We we didn't trust him enough. We played, in fact, we played Hawk and Paw so hurt that Hawk and Paw and Lindell had probably the worst game they have ever played, and that that's how little we trusted Miller. Side note: I still think Lindell's sure. fighting something. By the way, I th- I think Lindell's fighting something alongside Hawk and Paw. Hawk and Paw just can't play. Lindell can, but my thing is James Lindell, is. Hang on, man. Let me okay, let me hit ahead. that one because I like uh, I want to I want to pick up uh, give kudos to Lindell on one he was about to get blown around in the second I think it was the second period it might have been early third um, it was it was, guys, it was in the second guys swinging around him he took the body and shoved the guy off the pocket to the ground it was beautiful I was like yes that's the defense that we need if you're gonna get skated around put them on their butts <laughs> it was beautiful I loved it I was like that's what I expect out of Lindell. So well, he did good with that one. Here, here's my thing, James, is Miller in his career, he's mostly been a third-pairing guy, and he's sometimes jumped into the second pairing. He's never been a top-pairing guy, even though he's played with Miro at points this season. I, I just don't feel like he is a better option than Harley is to jump up into the top four. And, I, I mean – he's Harley has got to take that, that second step. And I just, just and now I know part I, of it I, is, I, I understand Ryan, but you're just not right. This, this dude's played <laughs> this, this dude's played 466 games in the NHL. It doesn't matter if you're a six pairing or a third pairing defenseman for all 466 of those, you have to be able to play hockey, man. You have to. And he can't, he just can't. All right, elephant in the room. Let's smack Suter around a little bit, and uh, and hopefully he'll play better like he played the further earlier in the playoffs here than this game. I, I thought he. Played I'm not going to this game. That's my. That's my. That's why I'm so. That's why it's conflicting again. So so disappointing because he had a great game. He had a two point game. He played so well, and then does that in the last two minutes of regulation. I, I had made dude, comments really... myself. Myself, James. He, I, I thought he played spectacularly early in this game. Yeah, I, he I was told continuing you. it his I, his playoff play. I, I no. told you he had two secondary assists, and you were surprised. <laughs> yeah, you said the two secondary assists. I went, "Oh my goodness, he really is playing good." Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing: is I'm not going to name names, okay? But there are certain people on social media that are saying that he needs to be sat, that Suter needs oh, to be bent. And I'm like, y'all, y'all, are, y'all, are, y'all are lying to yourselves. Right. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like there, there, there is no way in a million years now in, in the regular season, I might've said something to that certain extent, but even then I was still on the line about it in the playoffs, the way that he has played, he absolutely 100% deserves to be in the lineup. It just sucks that he made one mistake or two mistakes, and that's what cost us the game. Right at now, the wrong that, time. Now, at the wrong time. Now, that it, that's fair to – he should be criticized for that play. He absolutely the, should be criticized. But time to the cannot, flogging pose. <laughs> time yeah. to the flogging pose. Let's give him a whipping, and then let's let him play and, and, and win something. Let's go. We want to win and, a Stanley Cup for him. <laughs> and, and it's the same thing with Robertson. Robertson – he had a rough couple of series, the first two series, yeah. in, in the yeah. goal-scoring department. Overall, he still played very well. But now, in the last two games, he scored a goal. 
Okay, he's starting this to get game, it going. And you can't you game, can't sit there and and be patient for Robertson and say, okay, Robertson, let's go, let's go, let's go, and then whip Suter and say, oh, he needs to be benched. Oh yeah, we when can. He's playing the second fun. amount of uh, time on ice <laughs> among all defensemen. It's fine. Sorry. we can do that. Yes, we can. No, I'm but, not. I'm but, not going to do that. I'm going to stand up for Ryan Suter right now. And you know what? If anybody wants to flog me for it, go right ahead because I will stand up for him absolutely the way that he's played he's, in the playoffs he's played so well he stepped his game up and he just made the worst mistake of his career right there probably in the timing and, perspective and, and and that 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 might be the lights getting to him i mean i know he's 38 that's really old and that's kind of late for the lights to be able to get to you but he's he's probably looking at this and saying this this is, is probably it, it. This is Which it. This is, is the only time I've it. even. That's why this is the only time I've even been here. I haven't even been here before. In the conference final. That's true. So it. Uh, go ahead. Can I go back to Robertson real quick? Because sure. in the first period, the first line looked like crap. They couldn't. They couldn't make a pass. They couldn't catch a pass. They couldn't do diddly squat, and it was really, really frustrating. I was uh, very annoyed to the point. Where when James James and I were talking about it, he's like, Devor should just change up the first line. Yeah. I was like, and, I don't know, but it feels like it. <laughs> and but but it near the end of the first period, you could see Robertson get agitated. They they just finished a shift. The two to his two line mates had gone off. He was still on the ice. Second line coming on. He picked up the puck and he just goes end to end with it all the way to the end. Takes a shot. Really good play overall. I'm like, hey, that's what I want to see Robo do more of. And, and his, his line mates weren't even on the on the ice at that point. And so I think that really he stepped it up a level, starting right there and played really well throughout the game. And when he got the goal, I was like, yeah, that, that feels good. And then even later in the game, I noticed he got the puck and he's throwing it at the net. Like, that's what he used to do all the time. So... It feels to me like Robertson's getting back on his horse, and uh, and we're gonna need that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the goal he had was really nice. He he fights to the middle of the ice, makes everyone collapse on him, dumps it to the top instantly. He's like, oh, I can get this out. Dumps it to the top. We slap it on net. It falls right to him. Which great, we got a we got a lucky rebound off a hill. Another good that's, bounce. That that's what that's what we're trying to do. That's what we tried to do in the first game too. Got a rebound right to him, and but but the shot, dude. He he painted the edge. I mean, it was a picture perfect shot. Beautiful. All right. So we, we've talked a lot about this game and we've talked a lot about certain players in this game and stuff like that. I, I don't think we need to talk about Otter a lot because I thought he was very solid today. I thought he had a good game. What did y'all think? Yeah, I, I mean that's 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 pretty much it. He was there and he just I mean, you can't really blame him for any of the goals that went in. We played well in front of him. We protected him. He didn't have to make a lot of huge saves. When he did have a big save to make, he made it. Yep. And, um, and, and I'll kind of disagree a little bit that we played well in front of him. I mean, we gave up a lot of slot chances tonight. There was like I, I eight or so. eight between eight and ten shots in the slot, which like if you if you look at the difference between this game and like what we were doing to Seattle and the games that we won, big difference. I mean, we weren't giving the Golden Knights very much, but when they did get a chance, it was always in the slot. So he he made some very good saves in the slot. 
what what we were doing really well was taking away the rebound anytime he gave up one. And most of the time he wasn't. All right. So let's finish with this last question that I'm I'm thinking about. And then we'll do biggest winner, biggest loser, and we'll wrap it up tonight. Should we as Dallas fans be really concerned? Should we start panicking about the Stars' chances to win this series? Yes, you're down because, to zero. <laughs> okay, so but, yeah, here, here's... But, yeah, no. but, okay, James, go ahead. go ahead. Yes, because you are down to zero, and that's very not good. Uh, no, because we haven't seen the Stars at home ice in this series yet. That, that really... It, it, it hasn't been a factor yet. It's the conference finals. It definitely can change. I mean, the the energy in the buildings different once you once you're talking about okay, there's eight teams left. Okay, now there's four. You and you, you have to be two of them, right? Yeah, and and now we're gonna we're not gonna have to have the first line against that uh, Karlstrom line. That's gonna make it a whole lot easier. Well, what I really hope happens is that that matchup is just really that bad for us and we're able to just blow them out on in game three. That would be amazing. I think I we don't, really, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's what I really want to happen. I think we, we need a really big blowout in game three in order to make us feel you, a little you, bit better about this. You series. need confidence in it. I mean, as fans, especially right now, confidence is at an all time low. I mean, we had one game that was, pretty awful that we fought back in and we stayed in push it to overtime lost in the first two minutes we had a well, second game that we played absolutely amazing they scored on a five on three okay pff, whatever we got a good fourth line goal and then a power play goal and then you make a mistake in the last two minutes go to overtime and they score in the first two minutes again i mean that's it, pretty it, tough uh, from a player the, perspective i don't think there's going to be panic no, that was a good be. game we played a good game um you you got it's like now see see i'm gonna i'm virtual chris today right so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull a disc golf analogy right you play a tournament and you and out of 18 holes you triple bogeyed two of them <laughs> okay well guess what you lost did you play a good tournament yeah actually you played a couple really good rounds but you, but you messed up when you couldn't afford to. So the positive side of this is we came out of the first game and we played a much better game. Everybody in general played a much better game. And so if we could take that idea and push forward with that and then take the home ice advantage, get some crowd behind us and still play like we did in game two, we should win game three. And uh, there's just there's just now there's no margin for error, right? You can't afford the, the 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 overtime loss anymore. So I'm with I'm with Ardell. Let's go let's go no overtimes. Let's go. We got to win by two or three goals. Let's push. So I I know this is crazy, but I'm not freaking out, and and maybe it's because I still have a belief in this team. And the players that are on this team, because this feels so much different than e even two years ago or three years ago when the Stars went to the Stanley Cup final. I, I don't know why. It, it feels different. I thought we were going to win that game in overtime. I really <laughs> thought we were, too. I, I, thought, I thought we had a chance. But 
the I know this is silly, but we're we're bringing in all other sports into this. So let's bring basketball into this. The way they lost this game reminds me a lot of the Dallas Mavericks in the 2011 final when they were playing the Heat and LeBron James and the big three-headed monster that they had at that time. Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and him. I don't know about Chris Bosh. Maybe it wasn't Chris Bosh. It was somebody else. But they lost the first two games. In game two, the Mavs probably should have won that game, but they still lost it. What does Dallas do? They fl- they literally like flip the script, and they win the next four games. Now, I'm not saying I, I don't think it's going to come to that. I don't think the Stars are going to win the next four. I think this is going to go to seven games. But this feels very much like that same similar situation. And maybe as just a Dallas fan, that's just what I'm equating it to. I, I don't know. But to answer my own question, I'm not freaking out. I, I'm not panicked. I'm not worried. We're going to come out in game three. We're going to win the game. Because that was the first time that we have lost back-to-back games in a very long time. And we did not not deserve to lose that game tonight. So I think the boys are going to be pissed off. They're going to be even more pissed off, and they're going to come out even stronger. And that's why I fully expect that we will see a 6-1, 7-1, 8-2 blowout game in Game 3. I think it's going to happen. I really do. There's... There's... There's too many people on this team that this means too much to. I mean, you're, you're talking you. I mean, obviously you have Ryan Suter and Joe Pavelski who haven't over done it, and games. they've played yeah, yeah, over a thousand games both. But I mean, we we also have Jamie Ben who's been here his entire career and he's over a thousand games team. too. <laughs> yeah, he was stuck to this team and decided he's going to win it here or he's not going to win it. Essentially, is what he's decided. And then you also have Tyler Sagan, who, yes, he was with Boston in his rookie year and they won it. That's not the same. He knows it. He knows it's not the same. He was not a significant player on that team when they won. Yeah. And, and the, I mean, the, this is like, Hence and Robertson have been great. Okay. They really have. Robertson, especially in this, in, the, in these first two games so far. You gotta have Ben and Sagan show up. You really do. I mean, th- this they—they're they, controlling two of the lines on this team. I mean, the, neither of them are centers on it. They're—they're they're both controlling that the line. They're the centers of the line, without playing the center. Being the actual centers. <laughs> yeah, which is which is completely ironic. But regardless, like, they're—they're they're controlling half the forwards on this team. You gotta do it. It's your team. Do it. Especially more on, got put, close there at the end on on one that was uh, yeah I mean Sagan had had six shots in the last game two and didn't score put one in the back of the net man let's go okay I I think we're getting to that point to where it's a good stopping point uh, biggest winner biggest loser who we got fourth line they played amazing against they were they, they I agree several good games yes fourth line Dad That's what do you nice. think. Are we we're we're going winners? Yep. I'm going Robo. Robo's back. He's coming. That's fair. He's coming after you, Golden Knights. You better watch out. We're about to get busted. I'm gonna give it to Miro because he's a freak of nature and continues to play 28 and a half minutes a game. And he deserves everything and more of it. 
he doesn't. He got burned. He, he got burned a couple times today, but he also it doesn't made matter. So many, so many good plays. It doesn't matter. That's. I mean, I. He yep. he could literally like allow three goals, and if he turns around and scores four or even less, I, I still I'm so I still can't be mad at him for all, everything that he's done. It's it's ridiculous. He did do well. Uh, biggest loser. This will be an interesting for one for me, and I'll tell you all in a um, second. I'm gonna go Wyatt Johnston. I mean, really? he had he had the chance right in front of the net. And just so, just it, for the fact that he didn't bury it. Yes. Okay. To, to have it slip through your fingers like that. And that then kind of have a bad change and watch it go back the other way and go in the back of the net. Tough. Yeah, good call. I, I, I'm going to take the obvious one. Suter gets biggest loser tonight. He, he, he's he been playing awesome. He's been great in the playoffs. Um, I had him on my list to praise and just and sing praises for tonight. He's the reason we lost the game. No, he's not the reason we lost the game. He's There's the multiple we reasons we lost the game. We didn't score goals. We were and less than two minutes the, away. He One was the person that time. caused us to lose the game. I mean, it, I mean there's a difference. We talked over, about this before. He, he turned tonight. it over, and then he didn't cover the man either. I mean, Worth it's tonight. just such a bad play. Biggest loser, Ryan Suter. I expect him to play like he's played the rest of these playoffs next game. And go ahead and have another two-assist night or something like that, or maybe three or four. Let's go. Uh, I expect him to turn it around. He still wants it. He knows he messed up. All right, let's move on. Yeah, go score a goal. Win a, win a game for our team. That'd be nice. Yeah. I think not, expect, not expecting it. Not expecting, not expecting it. it, but it would be nice. But, <laughs> but he's he's gonna bounce back. I'm not I'm not concerned. I think that here's an interesting one for me. My biggest loser is just the difference between the stars decor and the Vegas Golden Knights decor. Because I, I think that is the most despairing difference between these two teams right now. And, I mean, that's why, that's why you know, Mira Hiskinen is having to play 28 and a half minutes a night. And when you look at the time on ice for the highest one for Vegas, which I believe is Petrangelo, he only has 22 and a half. And no, Petrangelo is, is a... Oh, he, oh, he did tonight? Night. He had 25 minutes on the night. Okay, that's so surprising. So they're more balanced, but they're still giving up. They're still giving up chances and mistakes. We're not giving up tons more than them. You're getting Rick Collin for biggest loser yeah. for. And yes, I, I think that's I, I, because that's I think why, that's the difference in the series. I really I, do. I, I think that's why we're not too concerned about coming back home, though. I mean, because we have had the worst matchups with our D pairing, and now hopefully we'll get the favorable ones. Maybe that's the biggest loser. It's not getting the chance to get the favorable matchups. Okay. Home ice advantage. Yeah, home ice advantage. Maybe that's the biggest winner. (laughs) I don't know. We're just jumping from here, topic to topic here. Okay. Anyways, guys, anything else? Good coverage. Fun. You know, it it was a gut punch at the end because we played so well. So very hard, very hard game. Um, And yelling at the TV some, but but from from a from a. Yelling is yelling is good for your heart. <laughs> it's good for your I was soul. Exercise, yeah. I was getting yeah. exercise. That's right. Yeah, he was popping like, up too. He was popping I, up. You know, yelling I, at the I think TV. I is great. Scared Amanda. Uh, <laughs> I think I scared Samantha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was I mean, a little she, animated tonight. <laughs> oh, 
It was I've fun. gotten so much better about watching hockey games. And Amanda's like, are you actually watching the Stars game? And there'll actually be a Stars game. And, and she'll be like, no, you used to be like screaming and yelling all the time. And you've been a lot more calm, even in the playoffs. I'm like, well, thank you. I've really been trying to not take your daddy's example, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. But uh, James, any last words? Tough crap on the first two games. Win game three. There we go. All right, guys, please go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com for all the latest news with us. Uh, shout out to Christian. He, I think he is probably still on his flight or he's very close to getting off of it. It is 9.55 p.m. here in Texas. I have no idea what time it is in Germany. Dad, any idea? Six or seven hours ahead, so maybe four or five in the morning. Oh, my gosh. He, yeah, he's he'll land no and it'll sleep. be morning. Oh, my goodness. That sucks. But shout out to him, and we hope he's doing well. We love you, Christian. Hope you listen to this episode later. And thank you to Raycon and DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsors. We appreciate them. Go and use that promo code THPN. Once again, it's right above Padre's head if you're watching on YouTube. And along with Dad and along with James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. Let's try to get a GG boys from Chris and game three, please. I'm going to make him record one if we win. I'm going to make him record one if we win, and he's going to send it to us. We're going to have it ready for game three. We'll see you guys later.